0: This is the PowerShell Podcast, PowerShell and Global DevOps Summit Edition. Think of it as PowerShell after dark. Jordan and Andrew give you a look at the PowerShell and Global DevOps Summit after hours. Now, here's your hosts, Jordan Hammond and
1: Andrew Plaw. I guess now that we've got that awesome story, we should uh, introduce our guest. Yes, one Stephen Judd. Yes. Hello.
2: Stephen Judd that's me f-
1: I feel confident as you are a well-known legend around here that this is not your first conference
2: well am I a walking legend or do uh, people just recognize me and then run the other way when I when I go past but uh, yes this is not my first conference I came here in 2019 for the first time I kind of I went to ignite in 2018 and met John Chanel there at the state of the shell. Thing that Jason Helmick and Jeffrey Snover do and then I got to meet Jason um, after the conference through just kind of tagging along with John and he's like hey do you know Jason Helmick I'm like no and so we talk and they're like have you been to Summit and I'm like what's well, Summit I said oh that's where the PowerShell people all get together and we all talk PowerShell for a week and it's great I'm like okay and Jason says you submit a talk yeah. I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about? I don't did know anything you to talk about. You submit
1: a talk before your first attend? That is impressive.
2: Yeah. Wow. So it's submit a talk and also attend. So I did submit a talk. It was not selected, but that's okay. And I was disappointed because I was like, oh, you know, it would have been nice to been able to talk and do the thing, but I didn't know what I was getting into anyway. So that's the ignorance is bliss scenario. <laughs> and so I said, okay, well... But then my boss agreed to let me go, even though I wasn't talking. I'm like, okay, well, they let me go to the conference. So 2019, I come and I was blown away, not just by the content, but by the people, because the people are the content here. Yep. And the knowledge they had, and the inclusiveness, and how well run the conference was, it was spectacular. So. I, ever since 2019 I've been dying to get back yeah and so here we are we're back baby It's fantastic to be back and you mentioned John Janelle
1: uh, he deserves credit for the menu he put together for the conference oh, yeah. this year
2: he crushed it yeah the food choices were spectacular and and you know a lot of the smooth running events you know you're like hey the thing went off smooth what you don't see oh my gosh I, I yeah. mean it's kind of like a duck on the water right? You see the duck on the water, and they're just cruising along. And then you look underneath the water, and those feet are going like mad. I feel like every time I peeked out a door, one of them was running. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You don't see them running when you're in the session. But if you step out of the session to take a phone call, which you shouldn't do because you should be paying attention. But anyway.
1: I'm sure it was very important when I stepped out.
2: I'm sure it was. <laughs> I wasn't saying you. Oh, yeah. Other people. Was, it was the generic you. The royal uh, you. Okay. Not the you, you. The universal you. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Only so,
2: the you, you gets used in the vacuum. That's the you, you.
1: So 2019 the first, and then I assume, did you go to the virtual one for
2: 2021? So, yeah. So 2020, they did the the virtual conference kind of a throw together. And so you got to attend, it was, I think that was a one-dayer because they had all these people with their talks and they were ready and we didn't know what to do with it. And so then in 2021, we did the virtual conference, the the I think it was four days. Yeah. It was a four-day one. And so I got with Mike Kanakos and I did the intros and the setup and we interviewed people for that. And then at the end, Mike and I got back together and closed it out. And so what I did for that that year was I mean, Mike did yeoman's work. He did excellent job. He was very prepared. He got everyone set up. I felt like I was just along for the ride to be the yuck man, uh, to to his straight man. And but I what I did do that was kind of nice after first day, I kind of stumbled into this. I did I took notes on all the stuff, and so I did a top five things we learned today and kind of did a oh, rundown yes. on I the end of the that. day. Yeah. Well, once you start a rundown on day one, guess what you're committed to for days two, three, and four. I just oh, yeah. I just lived that at this uh, conference because I started doing uh, summit
1: recaps during oh, the online. Oh, here you and go. It, it was easy when it was remote because uh-huh. I had all that extra time. And so I did the summit recap this time and had. it, it took a team when yeah. doing it live. It took a team. It was not just me on that yeah. one. Andrew did a lot of it. We have other people
2: back at the office that help clean it up. Well, what's worse is I didn't just do a recap. Mm. I kind of made it sort of funny. Yes, you
0: did. You really put your brand on
2: it. I did. So I I did the first one, and it was sort of funny. And then I was like, day two, I can do better than this. Right? So then I tried to one-up myself on day two. By the time I got to day three, I'm like, okay, one, I've created a monster. And two, this is so funny fun i'm having a great time <laughs> and so i hope everyone else had a great time because i had a great time doing that so fun yeah,
1: I, I remember i i didn't recognize you from that but i remember it was uh it was you and mike at the very beginning with right. your switch and it uh it, it, everything went very smooth in that one so yeah. you were the one that was behind the scenes running around in 2021 a little
2: bit of that <laughs> so what i kind of committed myself i i'd taken that week off and uh so i could just attend the conference and, and pay attention. And it was, it was really nice. Uh, the, the feet part that no one saw is I was soon to be unemployed after that conference. And so I was trying to decide that very week who my future employer was gonna be. (laughs) And I had two very uh, well-respected choices to choose from. So I was blessed in that I had choices. But the stress of trying to make that choice and decide what my future was going to turn out to be uh, with and the direction I was going to head while also doing the conference, while also taking notes, while also trying to be funny and energetic and also not have family members jump into my office while I'm on camera. Yeah, it was a little bit of nuts.
0: Oh, I remember that event. I mean, to put a virtual event on like that and to make it engaging in the way that you did requires a bit of creativity and, and for you to you know put your flavor on it and make yeah. it interesting. I, I recall it. I was cracking up. I was. I mean, I was already a fan of you since we originally met, which I guess we could get into later. Um, but oh, yeah. it, it was just such a pleasure because um, you see so many conferences. What you don't want to hear is a droning voice just delivering information. That's not engaging, right? If you can put a little spin on that give someone's mind something new. Maybe they haven't seen. That's a little bit more interesting to watch. So it was really cool how you did that. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. It's one of those things. I, so I actually have a, a music performance degree. That's one of my, I have two degrees. One's a business administration and one's music performance. And of course I, I do technology for a living. Of course. because Of course. Why not? <laughs> but you know, one of the things I learned from that is one, the, you kind of get to deal with a certain level of strange fright. And you're like, you know, I've been in some pretty heinous, uh, nerve-wracking auditions that were so bad that I walked off and my hands were shaking so bad I could barely hold my instrument kind of thing. So you know, once you come from that, you're like, oh, you want me to get up and talk? Yeah, I can get up and talk. And I can just be myself? Yeah, I can be myself. And myself is, is, what you see is what you get.
1: So feels like we missed a golden opportunity, though.
2: Oh, yeah? What's that?
1: Well, I feel like the, it was uh, good enough for your, your five things we learned. They should have continued into this session. They, you were here the whole time. They should have just, at the end of the day, brought you up in the <laughs> lunchroom, and we all get the recap.
0: We should have kept that alive.
2: We should have. Right. Well, the, the challenge with doing that in this session, or, like, this conference, is you have three rooms of people giving excellent content. And so, the in-person versus the virtual, you've got one stream on the virtual and we were rolling people in and out. And I really did appreciate that on the 2021 because we asked all the speakers that once it was their time that they attend and sit in the chat. So when people had questions, because all the all the talks were pre-recorded, when people would be typing questions and be like, hey, on that, how did he do that? The person who was doing the talk would then chime in and say, here's why I made these choices. That was really special. But it also gave me one stream to pay attention to. Yeah. So to do a top five, I would have to somehow glean something valuable from each session that when it's just not doable in person. It's, I mean... Now, it would be fun to do some kind of crazy kickoff every morning. Yeah. But while... uh, Well, some of the announcements people that got up to give announcements, you learn that food is very important and table conversations are important while you're networking and socializing. You really don't want to get up and interrupt that. So...
1: isn't it funny how it's a room full of introverts, but once they get going, like they're not going to stop with their communication?
2: All right. So I have a story about that too. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's my, here's my thing. I told someone, uh, I guess it was about a year ago that I was an introvert and they called me a liar. And I don't remember. I really wish I knew who it was. I just don't remember. I was so, I, one, I laughed so hard. I was like, why, why in the world do you think that I'm an extrovert? And they're like, well, I've seen you. So. That's
1: the problem. That's a misconception. A lot of people think that introverts can't be outgoing and sociable. Right. They can. It's just exhausting. It
2: is exhausting. (laughs) So they were like, I met you at Ignite and you knew everyone and you were bouncing around and you were introducing people and you were connected and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, what you didn't see was I go back to the room, shut the door and turn into a puddle of goo because I'm so exhausted. I can't hardly move. And the amount of mental and emotional energy that that takes for introverts, but yeah, that's another special thing about this conference: is how engaging people are and how open and and interesting they are.
1: It's uh, you lose sight of how much work goes into it for just about everyone here to be that engaging. Like it's, it's a struggle for everyone, but everyone dives in both feet. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of awesome to see.
2: Yeah. I think
1: Andrew's the only extrovert.
0: (laughs) I I don't know about that either. I I don't know. I don't know if it helps to classify it this way or that way. You know, I
2: I don't know. It might be a spectrum. Um, Sure. Every, like I do tell people this uh, when they bother to ask, I'm like, don't try to, don't try to box people in or pigeonhole them because everyone has their thing, their, their spectrums. There's all kinds of grades. There's all kinds of interests. So, you know, don't, don't try to lock someone in based on what you saw for just a few minutes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about when you and I met? I would like to hear from your perspective what okay. you remember about when we met. So I believe it was 2019, like you said. Uh-huh. So that would have been my second summit. So I
0: wasn't a total beginner. I was like a little bit better. Okay. And summit was over. So it was this extra conference on the Friday called Nano Conference, which oh, yeah. is a small conference at Microsoft's campus, a DevOps uh, conference, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and I, the main thing that stands out to me is a joke that you made <laughs> and I don't remember the entire circumstances around it, but you said something and afterwards, um, you did the, well, maybe you should say the, the delivery okay. of this part, All cause right. I don't so
2: remember I'll, I'll lay it out. So, yeah. So the story behind me going to nano is I signed up for nano on Wednesday and Nanoconf was on Friday. And I tried to sign up for it because I heard about it. People were talking about Nanoconf. And the reason I wanted to go to Nanoconf was because I was learning so much and having such a great time that if I was like, hey, I can get another day of these awesome people, I'm in, sign me up. So I couldn't sign up because it was closed. So then I was asking around, like, how do you get in Nanoconf? And they're like, oh, you need to talk to Warren. I'm like, okay, I'll go talk to Warren. So he opened it up so that I could sign up and I paid the money. And I'm like, I'm going to NanoConf now. You're talking like, about Warren Frame? Uh, yeah. Yeah. PS and so, Cookie Monster. Yeah. PS Cookie Monster. Exactly. And so um, so I signed up. I changed my flight, extended my hotel. You know, that day I was like, ah, oh, this is great. And I didn't even ask my boss. I was like. If he pays for it, great. If not, I'm paying for it, because this is- It was worth it. It was 50 bucks for a ticket, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was nothing. The hotel was a lot more expensive. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I just basically mooched a ride over there because I didn't have a car. I'm like, who's going to NanoConf? Can I get a ride kind of thing, right? So anyway, so we're at the NanoConf and uh, I think we all broke up into groups and I had, I had gone up and talked about something else earlier. And so when we broke up into our groups, a, one of our, our group people, we were to discuss a topic and then get up and explain what our group said. And so when it came time to get up there, the guy got cold feet. And he was like, look, I thought I could do this, but I'm just so nervous. And I'm like, so what do you want to do? He's like, can you do it? I'm like, sure, I'll do it. So I get back up there and I'm like, so I'm up here again to great fanfare because you guys all, you know, demanded my presence again. And the room is just like dead silent (laughs) because it's not a funny joke. (laughs) And no one kind of knew who I was and got my sense of humor at that point anyway. And I went, I just looked around the room and went, man, I feel like Jeb Bush. Please clap. And Andrew lost it. I remember him laughing so hard at me just deadpanning a Jeb Bush joke. Well, well Jeb Bush is a, is a Florida institution. Yeah. The only thing I needed were those bottle cap looking glasses to make my eyes so huge. <laughs> me like, please clap.
0: I love just the meme of saying something <laughs> and then afterwards. Please clap. <laughs> like, there needs to be, please clap. <laughs> And the fact that, you know, you're self-aware <laughs> about the situation and just can inject a little bit of jest into the moment. I, I honestly learned from that. Um, yeah. And I don't obviously have the same style as you, but I learned that that approach of embracing who you are and like whatever is true to you, if you can highlight that, things that highlight that in your life are just better. People enjoy seeing someone who's really being themselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the jet joke thing that I'm kind of known for, and besides the groans that follow me from room to room. Yeah. I came to that because in my family, when we grew up, dinner time was like a real special thing that we did. We always had dinner together. Right. That was a very important thing for my mom. She's an excellent cook. And so we had lots of dinners together and we always, had, we always ate dinner together. And my dad is a massive punter. He just tells puns all the time. Once you grow up with that, your dad's cracking pun jokes all the time. I have an older brother who's just brilliant and really clever with words. And so he also would pun. And I'm like, well, my dad's doing it. My older brother's doing it. I want to be in on this. I'm doing it. And unfortunately for my mom and my younger brother, they were just sick of it by the time it got to them. So... We sat around the table telling dad jokes and puns and all that.
1: What has been better for your career, the networking at uh, summit, or the
2: puns? Which has been better for? So obviously the networking at the. (laughs) Great question. The summit is better for my career. Like I'm not getting paid to tell horrible jokes that some people run streaming from. You should be. You should be. You think I could be? I could have people pay to, for me to stay away. You know, hey, can can someone get rid of him? How much is it going to cost? Well, I hear your rates are very reasonable. My rates are very reasonable. That's right. <laughs> Usually, it comes with the cost of a shoe oh, right. being thrown at me. <laughs> hey, get that bum out of here! Going at the bushes again? <laughs> yeah. At least uh, W knows how to dodge, man. Did you see that guy's reflexes when he throws a shoe? He's like, whoa, you missed me, sucker. Yo, You missed me with the other. You don't have any shoes left. Uh, Watch my Secret Service now throw shoes at you. We call them shoes. Um, Yeah, we got to stay off the politics. (laughs) That's a surefire way to career death. Yes, it is. (laughs) Unless you're in politics. (laughs) Then it's a surefire way to... Fame and fortune? I don't know what they have. <laughs> <Well, I> Neither. <don't laughs> but yeah, as far as the career goes, uh, the connections that you make at this conference is what really matters. Like, I was just introducing my coworker that I've worked with since September to some of the people that I've met here. And, you know, getting to introduce people like Kevin Marquette to a coworker, And I go, hey, do you know... Do you know Kevin Marquette? He's right over there. And he's like, yeah, I know Kevin Marquette. I'm like, well, you wanna meet him? I'll introduce you. I mean, Kevin's not my friend, but I know him and he knows who I am, so I'll introduce you. So I introduce him and he's like, hey, this is great. Cause I use your material all the time. And Kevin's like, great, here's why I did this. I did it for you and for these reasons. And so then they strike up a conversation and I go like, okay, well, I guess I'll find someone else to talk to because now these guys are, are rolling. Yeah. Right.
1: So I, I honestly believe that Kevin should start just introduce himself as like, "I'm gonna tell you everything you want to know about Kevin Marquette," and just to continue off his blog series,
3: <laughs> the
2: everything you wanted to know about series. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I love I love how you know people that are really good with whatever their discipline are or is that they're willing to share their time and their expertise with you, and if you're interested in it then they're going to help you learn it. And that's really special that they're willing to take their time. And me, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but I've got some skill and some knowledge, right? <laughs> and so if if you want to learn yeah. something that I've learned, I'll be glad to help you shortcut. And the, uh, it's like one of the stickers I have, which is shortcut your life with the PowerShell symbol in it. And I really mean that. It's like this is a tool It help you get your life done faster so that you can move on to something that you get more fulfillment out of
1: well you have other stickers too i the your sticker of uh try try again with powershell like the in the code yeah. oh
0: yeah learn powershell
1: I, I saw that on your shirt and i was so amazed by it and then like you just gave me a sticker with the exact thing it's, yeah. on,
2: it's on my laptop now i so love you, it i love it so much yeah the sticker came first i made it um I thought of that initially, and then I was like, okay, well, let's let's type this out and see what it looks like. And I was like, that's not bad. And then I printed the stickers to, to hand out here at Summit, because I was like, you know, stickers seem to be fun. So I printed up like 200 of them, and they were all gone by the 2019 Summit. People I, I, wanted those suckers.
1: I did notice you forgot your catch block.
2: There's there's a couple of try blocks, but there's no catch. Catch block is not required in a try. It, it is not. <laughs> And that i just got learned so it is syntactically correct summit is over and i'm still learning <laughs> that's
0: what happens when you talk to people about now, things and yeah you...
2: you do have to have one or the other yes so if you just do have try and and nowhere for it to go it will show you syntax errors but if you have a catch block you don't need finally if you have finally you don't need catch oh yeah Yep.
1: I, just, I was just thinking, I forgot about the finally, too. I thought you just had a couple of tries, but I no, I stand corrected.
2: There is a finally.
1: I impugned the good name of your
2: sticker, and I apologize, sir. <laughs> no, I did do a different design of that that is fully correct and steps out, and so it doesn't get in an infinite loop. Oh, nice. Right. And I looked at it and I said, this is not funny. This is garbage. I don't want a sticker. Yeah. I, and I had someone else go, you know there's syntax problems with your thing. It doesn't follow the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, don't tell me that my joke's not funny by by reasoning your way through it. Like, you've missed the point. <laughs> like, after, after I gave my lightning talk, uh, someone came up to me and was like, you know how you could make your your PowerPoint thing work better? And I'm like, okay, first of all, understand that this is a joke. (laughs) I did this to be funny. So as long as you understand that whatever you're about to tell me is either gonna make it funnier or not have errors, (laughs) then I'll take it. I'll gladly accept your pull request. (laughs) <laughs> but if you're going to make it work better and be more logical and be more more syntactically correct, I'm sorry, no. I'm not interested. I want to clown, so let's clown. Did you code your joke for speed, though? Have you done the measure command for your joke? Did, have I measured... <laughs> So, I don't think there's a property called humor that, that measure object will come out with. And I'm a, I don't want to run that against myself because I may come out of a number oh, lower than I would want it to that, be. That could be a crushing
1: blow. It really be, would. Be like,
2: well, we're not sure how to show you numbers lower than zero at this point. you like, if you run it depending on the group
1: of people you're around. <laughs> well, here you're a negative three, but over there you're 15. <laughs>
2: Well, if people think I'm a 15, I'm going to go hang out with those chumps because those are my people. <laughs> well, we appreciate you spending time with us.
1: This was an awesome conversation. I love talking Summit. And uh, it seems like uh, we're probably
0: going to keep on running into each other at Summits in the future.
2: I sure hope so because this is my favorite conference and these are my favorite people at conferences.
0: Is there any way if... Uh People like your sense
2: of humor. They want some more of the Stephen Judd brand. Is there a way to follow you? Uh, Stephen Judd brand, yeah. So I'm at Stephen Judd on Twitter. That's where most of my foolishness goes that's public. And I also have a GitHub where I put some of my code, including the code that was my uh, lightning demo. Oh, awesome. I also have, if you go to bit.ly slash capital P, capital S, -S 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 capital D, a, D, capital J, because, you, you know, you have to do all the capitals, O, K, E, S. So, it's dad joke, I think it's jokes, I think it's plural. So, it's P, S, dad jokes, okay. after bit.ly, and P, S, D, and J are all capitalized, right. then it'll take you to a, a April 1st presentation that I did for the uh, Research Triangle PowerShell user group, and it has a bunch of my dad jokes. And it has a bunch of my lightning tips. And that's one of my favorite presentations. And also for the research triangle, I did uh, a presentation on the um, uh, write commandlets. So write host, write output, write error, all that. So if you want to learn about those, uh, go there. And I also have a few sneaky little dad jokes and other humorous cleverisms in there too. And uh, get to the end because it gets better. At the end. Awesome. And, and we have to check that out. That's right. Check right. it out. Right. Right. Thanks Thank you you. so much. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the interview. So. Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody. Right. We're back at the bar at Summit uh, talking to Ryan Richter from Chocolatey. He was on the On Track. the On Ramp. On Ramp. I did it. Nailed it. Hello, Nailed everyone. It. Hello. Hello. So, for the On Ramp, when we first came, it didn't exist. We kind of missed out on it. Mm-hmm. Was it like getting, I guess, just personalized training from
3: Legends uh, to get started? Uh, a little daunting at first, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you see all these big names and, you know, you get to hang out with Jeff Hicks for four days and meet, you know, April from DevOps Collective and Chrissy and all these amazing people. But they all want to see us succeed and they all want us to come into tech and have a good experience. That's the biggest thing.
1: So so you're a bit unique in it, and you're not going into green IT. You do quite a bit of work at Chocolaty. You got IT experience. You're just coming in to just kind of get the the PowerShell bump, basically? Or
3: Yeah, so I've had a little bit of uh, PowerShell experience, mainly around doing uh, user accounts and AD stuff, uh, kind of is where I got my start with it. And now that I work at Chocolaty, I, I get to work with all different types of PowerShell, uh, for my day job, I've we have uh, customers that are asking for PowerShell help with things and whatnot. And I've gotten the opportunity to be around PowerShell for a really long time and uh, look at all these amazing people that I work with and their code. But I never got that core concept or that really fundamental training of, you know, what is a function and what are parameters. So kind of I wanted to come in and build those building blocks kind of as... A traditional person would if there is such a thing as a traditional route
1: yeah so you had get you a solid grasp of making powershell do what you want to do but you want to understand like the under the hood exactly that's that is admirable that's uh, that's the way to go about it yes and you I mean you work with Stevie coaster yes and, and he he gave a talk last year about uh proper etiquette or best practices when submitting to git mm-hmm so yeah, it seems like that's a pretty fantastic mentor going forward as well on just handling that side of it.
3: Absolutely. Uh, everybody I work with, I mean, we have GitHub stars to MVPs on our team, and they're the greatest people to work with, and they truly embrace. They're part of the PowerShell community, and nobody in this community wants anybody to fail. We're all here to help each other.
0: Yep, truly successful people help
3: others. I, then I'm leaving.
0: You've helped me. <laughs> So... Incidental. Whoops. <laughs> all
1: right, so is there any part of the on-ramp that you really enjoyed most, or is it all just kind of overwhelming from beginning to end?
3: Um. So... I would say the beginning was actually just kind of getting up to speed and stuff that, like, I already knew for the most part, but making sure I had a good kind of a base on so, like uh what is devops like we went to april's talk which was pretty high level of you know hey this is how you're gonna get you know we want to see the modern devops flow in companies but then chrissy came in and said okay well you know what is devops because it's a buzzword in this industry a lot of the times but what truly is it and you know breaking down like what? how development has come throughout IT from a rainfall development method to now an agile development method that you'll see a lot of companies in and now we're trying to get to the unicorn of DevOps, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she's just kind of April, April comes in and April was enthusiastic.
3: Yeah. Talks. It's, it's, she, she's a firecracker <laughs> presenter that comes, yeah. <laughs> comes at it at 100 miles an hour. And it's it's amazing. You, she's so passionate about what she but talks about. She
1: comes in all all enthusiasm. We have to do everything. We're going to destroy everything. And then you get Chris and Mary we're, coming we're in. We're going to
3: automate it all and we're going to make it fast. And, and then
1: you get the pragmatic of we do need to, but let's do it. Let's do it the exact
3: right way. Yeah, <laughs> let's take a step back and ask why are we wanting to move in this direction,
0: right? Yeah. Kind of understanding the bigger picture.
3: Yeah. All right, and
1: then I know they did some soft skill stuff, and that included Chrissy as well as I think Ashley McGlone. Or am I am I getting the wrong people? Um. Am I am I crossing because I
3: went to Ashley McGlone's class on yeah. soft skills? She didn't present to us an on ramp. Uh, we actually we had close, uh, Chrissy Lemaire come in. And uh that was cool because uh I didn't know that she was actually in like the Columbus, Ohio area for a while and Really? I've, yeah. She actually like wanted to go to school to be a rad tech originally. Really? Which I found incredibly amazing because that's kind of a hot thing where I'm from and everything, but there's not a whole lot of IT around where I am and Kind of the rural ohio area like you pretty much have to be in cleveland or one of the bigger towns really yeah so you're both in more remote areas yeah exactly wow small world yes that it, it that's one of the things that i found out is just it is a smaller world the more the more you work in it you...
0: yeah
1: we are kind of experts at reaching out communications in yeah. long distances so we're good at bringing it all together when we need to, I guess.
0: Yep. Did you participate in the,
3: uh, the uh, Iron Scripture, the Flawless Faction, any of that kind of thing? Uh, so I actually, I, I did a little bit. I kind of observed from the background. I was more interested in seeing how, how do we get people together uh, on a team and pair program. And yeah. kind of do that. I was more interested in the aspect of that. So I didn't really partake in the coding part. And then uh, I, I skipped a little bit of that because I wanted to get more of a metal level of it. So I actually went to uh, uh, Stevie and Adil's talk on working remotely. Yeah. How was that? I'd that that was very interesting because most people today are working in either a remote or a, a hybrid remote scenario these days. You're right about that. Yeah, and with that comes a ton of a ton of questions. As we know, we we've gone through the pandemic, we're coming out of it, and what does that look like? You know, going back to an office at Chocolaty, we're a fully remote team, so it's nothing new to us. But for me personally, I got hired in the middle of the pandemic from a service job where I was doing sales at a retail location, doing auto part sales, right. and then transitioning it right into IT again. That's quite like the a, transition. That's a
0: wise transition, I think. Yeah. A wise transition, but well, that's a lot. So yeah,
3: exactly. How's the
0: journey been? It's been pretty busy, and now you're here? Yeah. How long have you been um, returned into IT prior to coming to this event? About a year, two years? Uh, probably a year and a half. Awesome. Right yeah. in the middle. And... Kind of seems like a great great foundation, year and a half, come here, like you said, kind of get the bigger picture painted, kind of get some more explanations, get some hands on time with trainers. You can ask whatever you want in an educational environment. seems like you're in a really great place to kind of go to somewhere awesome. Do you have any kind of like long-term career aspirations or maybe like looking out into the future, something really cool that maybe you don't see how it would happen from here, but one day you'd love to have happen?
3: Uh, I really want to just become a better member of the community and give back where I can as I learn. I feel like I have a unique perspective coming from where I do in technology, and I want to share that with others. And not everybody learns the same. And so having that different perspective might help enable others to learn things in a different way and things like that. Uh, I want to get out... Uh, actually, Mike Kanakis from the community came down and talked about the PowerShell community and how we can give back and stuff. Uh, I've been attending his user group for a little, probably a year, year and a half, I would say, going to different uh, different talks that different people in the community have given, and that's helped me immensely in my IT career to skill up and learn from other people's talks. So you're kind of thinking about doing your own talk soon? Yes. Heck yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yes, I definitely, and I also want to come back to Summit next year and like do the traditional sit-in-on sessions. The main reason I wanted to do the on-ramp is I felt like coming in at the level I was, I could come and I could go to the main sessions. I would probably get about half the content, and I'll be honest, half of it was going to go over my head. So having somebody like Jeff Hicks sit down and explain the core concepts of PowerShell so I can go off and I can take it, and really, you know, use the help system, use, you know, everything that's built into PowerShell to struggle a little bit. I'm not going to lie, I, but it's a learning experience you and have, learning with the code. You a year
1: to really elevate so you can come in and just uh, crush it next time. When you come back to Summit next year, are you going to mentor the new on-ramp classes or is that... Something you're going to uh, hold I've, off on for a bit. I
3: would be happy coming back and at least being a buddy for somebody yeah. in that experience and just opening them up to the community. Uh, I, we had a ton of people from the community come in and like kind of buddy or pair up with everybody in ramp for the most part to just introduce us to people that they know in the community that were at the event. Yeah. Just, ha- And, and ev- not even my IT career, but just career in general, it's always been half of what you know and half who you know, that's just the industry. And so it never hurts to go out and meet somebody, new and network. You never know when that, when that person you met might be the person that's giving you your next job. You're completely correct. And th- yeah, that's a great mindset. It sounds like you have a lot of things in a great
0: place to really jump pad from here. And you have a great mindset to go along with it. Um, you mentioned putting a talk together. Have you thought about doing any blogging?
3: Yes, Uh, so I purchased a domain recently, and I want to actually get a blog going. Yes, awesome. What's the domain? Uh, So I purchased ticketlevelzero.com. Okay. I kind of view it as my unicorn project of, you know, working in support. You always want to get to ticket level zero. It's not always a practical thing, but I feel like it's a unicorn goal that, you know, with it – with automation and bettering yourself and whatnot, you can get closer to that goal and spend more time. If you're in an entry level support position, like I am right now, as you get better and are able to get more of that workload off of your plate, you have more time to then go off and learn PowerShell and do fun things that you want to (laughs) do.
0: Exactly. And make more money for the business, right? Effectively. Exactly. So that's awesome. We currently have an open challenge to people to write their first blog and send it to us um, so that's an open challenge to you. We'll send you some goodies of some variety um, Also there's if you haven't heard yet, there's the PowerShell Community blog, which is a blog hosted by Microsoft um, and you can, you know, write a blog, post it there, and it's available to the world. You can link back to your website as well. Um, we've kind of been mentioning that on a lot of episodes recently to kind of encourage people. Like, if you don't have a domain, like I know you said you purchased one. If, if they didn't have that or the infrastructure, you can also use a solution like PowerShell.org's blog or the Microsoft blog. Um, yeah, the advantage of the Microsoft blog is
1: Sean Wheeler is going to see that. and he'll PowerShell help. Community Blog. Yeah, pa- be PowerShell correct. Community Blog. Sean we're going to see that, and he'll help with anything to get it to there. So if it's your first ever blog, he'll help you get there, and you can link it back to your website and get traffic going there. Plus, you get some extra insight from someone who
0: writes for a living. Awesome. More The more eyes, the better. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, Ryan, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, like I said earlier, man, it sounds like you're in a really great place, great spot, great future ahead of you. Yeah. Keep it up. Like we would like to say, you're a friend of the show. If you need anything, always reach out. We're here yeah. for you. Absolutely,
3: thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Hey,
1: everybody, it's the PowerShell podcast. I'm Jordan Hammond here with Andrew Pua.
0: Hi, I'm Andrew Plaw here with Jordan Hammond.
1: <laughs> uh, today, we actually have special guests. We have uh, the host of the PowerShell News podcast. Uh, they've been they've been doing this for quite a while now. It's uh, everything you need to know to keep up to date. What's new in PowerShell? How do you guys want to introduce yourselves?
4: So, I'm Mick Pletcher, I'm the uh, co-host here, and uh, I've, a uh, little bit about myself, I've been in PowerShell f- since 2010. Um, we started the uh, PowerShell News Podcast back in uh, 2017 and um, uh, at Microsoft Ignite. And uh, so, as Harjit said uh, earlier, I, um, I had the idea, and then we were... Uh, we were like, let's, let's get it going, you know, kind of something, keep it light, keep it short, um, you know, figured 15, 20 minute podcast each time uh, we, we get all the latest news. We do it once a month. Typically. That's a long yeah. intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: but when are you you're telling your you you story? When, when you're interesting, you
4: guys <laughs> have to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> So uh, we, we decided we were going to open it up in uh, Microsoft Ignite in 2017. And um, what, was, what was his name? Uh, uh, Angel. Angel. Angel, <clears throat> when he was in the PowerShell program at Microsoft. And, and Joey. Yep, Joey uh, I L O, And uh, we had one other, and I don't remember his name. I can't that recall. Was there. <laughs> there were four of us, and they got out there, and they helped us open it up. And that was
0: our uh, first episode. Wow, five years yeah. That's awesome. Quite the inception.
1: Yeah, well, we noticed when we decided to do this that uh, it was you and there was one other PowerShell podcast and they both had been kind of uh, like I know you guys uh, you said you were moving and you started a new job, which yeah. kind of and with it. so we, th- we thought it's like, oh, it's an open space now and then we started, it turns out you guys just sound like, no, get out of here! <laughs> 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 no, and that's what's because uh, our, our podcast has always been about how much we love the community and Uh, When we met you guys here at the summit, it wasn't, what are you guys doing here? It was absolute openness and acceptance and it's just, hey, can we work together? Which I thought was awesome. It was was the PowerShell community summed up in uh, podcasts. Nice. Yeah, what what
4: happened with us was... You're um, not done yet? Not yet. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they've got lots of questions for us. They (laughs) have a lot of editing to do. (laughs) No, what happened to us was, um, what was it, last year, March, wasn't it? That we uh, w- uh, that was our last episode, I think April. I think it was April. Our last episode, and and basically, um, he uh, Harjit took on a Microsoft job, and then uh, I started moving, and uh, and when I moved, we bu- decided to build a new home. I had a, um, a yeah. twelve to fourteen. We, hour we, we day did one
5: day. or two in betweens. So, yeah, yeah, just to keep it refreshed.
4: We
1: just didn't have time. No, it's understandable. Life is uh, mm-hmm. life can pop out of nowhere. We're, we're actually happy you guys came back because we feel like this space is, is still underutilized. Like yeah, we need yeah, to, yeah. The more yeah. people that get By out the moment, time, the, the, project, mo- the yeah.
5: So I'm Hajar Um I'm based in Vermont. Uh, nice and cold and <laughs> beautiful place. <laughs> if you know Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, that's where it's from. <laughs> uh, so I have been a config manager in Tune admin for a long time. Uh, that's how Mick and I met, you know, many years ago, um, especially from, you know, the Microsoft Ignite conferences and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so now uh, flip side, I used to be in higher ed uh, for about 18 years. And uh, now I'm at uh, Microsoft. I just joined last year in June and um, I'm already shifting uh, positions. Um, t- technically, tomorrow is my last day for my current role. And then I'm switching to another role uh, on, on Monday. So,
1: <laughs> that seems like a, a common thing for people that work at Microsoft at the convention is like, oh, I used to work here, and now we're here. Like, they seem to be a lot of uh, shuffling. so.
5: So, what they say is they want you. So, it's about all about growth mindset at Microsoft. Growth mindset, empowering others. It's it's really really true. And what they do is they want to they encourage you to to move to other positions, like every two three years, whatever, right? To to get fresh. Uh, you know, uh, fresh mindset, uh, get new skills, right? Go out of your comfort zone. So you may be working in, for example, like you know, Intune, and then, you know, you may have an interest in AI or something like that, or you know. Um, so you, yeah. Um, I, I got in. I was uh, I was doing pretty well. I'm a, currently, I'm a customer engineer, so working with modern workplace and you know uh, device management and all that stuff. Um, and then next week, I'm going to be a product marketing manager uh, for Windows. So a, a pretty big shift in uh, responsibilities and stuff. But I'll be, you know, working what with, with events and, again, evangelism and the things that I like to do, right? So that's yeah. awesome.
1: So it's... Uh... Less uh, having to talk to customers, more just the soft skills of making sure everyone has a good time at different events, then?
5: Probably. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, it's cool. And uh, yeah, um, you know, as Mick said, um, we started a podcast. We launched it actually at Ignite, and it was done on purpose too. We had that idea. We said we were going to do it. Then we said, let's wait. We're going to be at Ignite. Let's do it together. Let's launch it in person. And then we reached out to the PowerShell team. And was Anil and Joey ILO at that time and stuff like that, and I remember we were in like one area of the uh, uh, expo hall, and uh, so we had I think it was like four or five of them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I even did a video of it at the same time, launched it, and and that was it. And so we were pretty consistent, and and we were tr- uh, we were doing a lot of trial and errors too because I was first time, didn't know what software to use, didn't know what how do we record. Do we have the right mics and all that stuff? Like I was, I had different type of mics, USB mics and all that. And um, then over time, it just became better and better. And then one day we were at another Ignite and they said, why aren't you guys using Microsoft Teams to record your, like, what do you mean you use Microsoft Teams? Like, yeah, sure enough, the quality went up. Um, So that's what we use. We don't
4: use like a, uh, you know, a third party uh, product um that was uh 2019 when yeah. Microsoft made that dramatic uh upgrade to teams yeah and it really did um work well for us here yeah. and uh you know
5: and we, we talked um, on our um, interviews with you guys earlier um we talked about my friend uh, uh, prayer so prayer and I have a YouTube show um uh, what do you call it uh, call it the Hodget and prayer show and stuff like that so we were also doing Teams recordings, like videos and stuff like that. Uh, but lately, uh, I can't remember the name of the product, but it's another third-party product. Um, they it doesn't take much. You just send an invite and you click it and you launch it, and uh, it captures uh, you know the audios in separate tracks and uh, video in separate
1: tracks. So the one we use for that is uh, Streamyard. I'm not sure if It's okay. similar to that one, but uh, it's the, similar to that. I yeah. think.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The thing, uh, I tell you, the thing we like about using Teams is, is uh, obviously we can invite it. Uh, up, I mean, it, more than we'll ever need of users and uh, on our podcast at the same time. But also, we can share our notes among one each other before the podcast, so we know the schedule we're going to have and get yeah. ready for it that way. Yeah. yeah.
5: And it's easier for us to invite other people too, like, you know, for you, let's say you guys, you know, we say, Hey, you know, Andrew and, you know, come on over and here's a, on this day, this time. Um, So it's just easier uh, for us to manage the whole communication and and notes and all that, like you said. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, One thing I know when we started and you guys said you had a lot of learning curve, I think we were eight episodes in and I think we're starting to get the hang of some things, but we still, we definitely still have some learning to do.
5: We, we were talking to uh, uh, Jeff Hicks yesterday at the party, and he, talk, he, he said, yeah, yeah, I've been listening to your, your podcast and stuff. He said, but i got to tell you, man, your, your first few podcasts, the, <laughs> the audio was horrible. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we, yeah, thank you, I know.
4: <laughs> you know, it is honest feedback, and that's, he's, he's right. Um, well, Jeff was one of the ones that came right out and told me. Uh, early on, he was like, mm-hmm. you all really need to uh, do some work on that. On the audio. And um, and then that's when I really dug in because I've never done audio. I'm not musically inclined or anything like that. And it was a long learning curve. And I finally mastered that down. So most of the time, the problem is him.
1: <laughs> because <laughs> That's the important uh, takeaway for anyone listening. Uh,
5: yeah, anybody, it's always Mick's fault. Because... <laughs> He tends to record from his office, in the conference room in his office, right? He'll block it out, whatever. But in that conference room, it has a lot of echoes
4: and hums sometimes, right? Well, Uh, I I no longer record from there. I know you don't. Upstairs now. We have a a floor that's nothing but conference rooms now. And uh, and I can't. Yeah. I usually record from there now.
5: So when we would do our testing and stuff, it'll be like, "Uh, Mick, you know, I can barely hear you, or I'm hearing too much of, you know, whatever." Then he'll
4: go and adjust and adjust and adjust, and, and then shut the door or something. The like problem that. is, my office is right across from the data center, our uh, on-prem data data center. So you've got all the cooling equipment in there, and that get, makes a loud hum, and that's just, what. Uh,
1: just turn those off for a few hours. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drew. (laughs) You'll have a lot more time for podcasting.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And looking for a new job. (laughs) Maybe so. (laughs) What
0: What else, you guys? It's we're through (laughs) the So we were mentioning podcasts, and I think it's worth shouting out the Power Scripting podcast for all the great work that they did. You know, for me, that was... I listened to that a whole bunch when I was getting in you know whenever I got the scholarship and, and was trying to like get ready. I just binged all the episodes going back <laughs> <laughs> to catch uh I think back in the day the power or the scripting guy from Microsoft was a oh, thing yeah. but that was that predated me just slightly. He retired right before yeah. I got in. Ed Wilson yeah, Ed Wilson. Yeah. I found out that he actually lives um these days quite near me. in in Florida. So that was surprising. Small world moment.
4: Yeah. uh, Ed and Teresa, I was just following her the other day because I'm friends with both of them on Facebook and they actually sold their last house and they've just built a new house there in uh, your area.
0: Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. So one thing that just came to me here just figured I'd ask this question um, is the cool thing about doing a podcast is it is great that it helps other people. That's awesome. But also and you guys can speak to this, the conversations it allows you to have, the doors it opens for you. Maybe you can. Have you had any uh, interesting conversations with any uh, unique guests? Perhaps this week.
4: <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe Jason Helmick. That was probably our our best one this week. Well, uh, no, Snova was awesome. I he mean, was too. No, no, they yeah. all
5: they were all awesome. Yeah. So we started off with uh, Jeffrey Snova, <clears throat> and uh, great conversation. Yeah. Very, uh, uh, things we learned from him, um, you know, I, I don't know whether you guys heard that that podcast or not, but he talked about how he got started, you know, um, we learned about he got, he had a demotion when he tried to introduce PowerShell at Microsoft. They were like, what the hell? No, if you want to work on that, you need to move off to uh, this other role. And then, you know, that was like a down, down level role and stuff. And he took it. He said, hey, you know, he could see the vision and stuff like that. And look at where he is now and look at where we are now.
1: He definitely got the last laugh on that one. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs>
5: right? So it's incredible to see this one person has changed the lives of thousands of us. Yep. Thousands across the world. Just it just took this one person to make that sacrifice and 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 now it's and you know PowerShell is like like popcorn, like like you, you like you're part of your everyday life. It's in everything, you know. We were even joking around that there's a commandlet for for the Tesla cars, right? <laughs> for PowerShell and, and stuff like that. So that was a great conversation, you know, uh, learning about his history and and how why he did it and how it came about. And then we had the um, uh, the PowerShell team, you know, Jason Halmeck and Sydney and 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 all these guys and Again, you know, they all covered different pieces of what they were working on, from SSH to the error checking and uh, right the different things that they showed us on on day one, the state of the shell.
4: Yeah, we walked down the hall here, uh, here from from our uh, podcasting room here. We walked down the hall and there's Jason. We said, "Hey, you want to do a, an episode with us?" And he said, "Sure." Of course, he has that kind of excitement behind him every time you talk to him about PowerShell. And so he comes down here, and uh, he he gets over there where you all are sitting. And then he says, hey, you all want me to go get the rest of the team? I'm like, sure. I mean, (laughs) they were were sitting right here, right outside. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So
1: we were like, well, yeah. (laughs) Can't can't say no to that. You know, this is going to sound weird because Jason is the friendliest person I've ever seen. Yes. I can't bring myself to talk to him. (laughs) <laughs> I have never introduced myself to to Jason Howick. He was sitting right next to me last night at the bar, and I listened intently to what he was saying because it was amazing. And I still couldn't, I couldn't yeah. even say hi. I don't know what it is.
5: Yeah, but I've met him many many times before. You know, at like especially like eight nights and stuff like that. He's yeah. the
1: friendliest person I've ever seen. He's super friendly. Know, maybe, he maybe, is. maybe that's what scares me.
5: He makes you feel so comfortable. He makes yeah. you feel like you belong. He brings you know, excitement when
4: you're around him. Yeah. yeah,
5: And there's no, like, status levels with him. Like, you know, hey, I'm so-and-so and stuff like that. He doesn't portray that at all. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like a magnet. You know, he draws people. Uh, so that's awesome. Jeffrey
4: you know, is like that, too.
5: Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to say, like, you know, while we are focusing on, you know, these bigwigs, you know, Jason Helmick and the, and the Snowverse and all that stuff, sure, that was, of course, those are going to be great, Conversations and interviews, but I also have to highlight the on ramp students, right? So, we had a great conversation with Wendy. Um, and you know, learning that part of what how she got here, what she's working on. I mean, she just changed careers like four months ago, five months ago, right? Completely from something non technical, and now she's got job offers, she's growing, it's like phenomenal, right? It takes many of us many years to get to that point and she's just done it in like five months yeah and uh, you know
1: now the advantage of she gets to spend because as the on-ramp it's just a week of learning by from jeff hicks whether it's soft skills exactly. the it skills you yeah. need to succeed and power like that's a boy how would you like to have that to start your career
4: yeah right <laughs> and that's what we were saying in one of the other podcasts how important soft skills are to the career.
0: Yeah, Wendy. We interviewed her for a bit, um, along with a couple other people from okay. Tech Connect. Yeah, tech
5: Impact. Tech, tech impact. impact, excuse right. me. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I definitely noticed her her soft skills, and I think she's going places, no oh, doubt. Oh, she's I mean, going to the same no thing.
5: Doubt. There's no doubt. We said, I can't wait to see you. I said, I'm going to follow your journey, because you're going to get oh, really far. Yeah, she yep. has it. She's, yeah. figured it she's, 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 she's figured it out. She's figured it out. And she's more, also more like, you know, she's coming out of a shell. She's more you know, probably in between introvert and extrovert, not not completely extrovert yet. And we've been, you know, kind of keeping an eye on the other students and some of them are like really, you know, uh, timid and, you know, we'll see, we'll see where they go. Uh They, they will do probably well in the technologies that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if they will, where they will go with like community things. Yes. Right? It's a...
0: And uh, yeah, in my talk this year, it was about like emotional intelligence and soft skills, that kind of thing. And I think that when you were talking about Jason and Jeffrey earlier, magnetic, warm, approachable, Mm -hmm. emotionally intelligent, that's what that is. When we're talking about Wendy and what we see in her, Mm -hmm. that is what we see. We see that emotional intelligence. We see that, oh, she would be a great on a team. Oh, she would be fantastic contributor as a person. and yeah. a lot of times when I'm talking to the people who are in the on-ramp this year, I'm reminding them that the people who really know what they're doing, that the people who work at the companies that really know what they're doing are looking for that in people. Absolutely. So put yourself out there. Ask those questions. If right. you are the one writing those beginner blogs where perhaps you're making mistakes along the way, people look and they appreciate that. Right. And in, in a big way. That, that okay. was I gave a,
5: a lot of advice on that sense, too. I said, listen, you know, you're starting this thing. You're very new. I said, you know, there's so many behind you that are, you know, wanting your experience or wanting to learn how you are doing it and where you're going. I said, start maybe doing a, uh, writing blogs, but not blogs for other people, right? Cause write blogs so that you can keep track of your own notes and you can reflect back later. And, you know, if somebody searches and says, Hey, I'm looking for, I don't know, get dash help or something like that, or get whatever. And your blog post might come up, and then there's a story behind it and stuff like that, what you're learning for different modules or you're, you're uh, uh, solving certain pro- problems and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, that's great. I said, seriously, do it for yourself, but you will see it will have an impact for other people.
4: Well, it was like I told her. She and I had a, a conversation uh, one day, and uh, and I told her, I said, talking about blogs, I said, you know, it's like my blogs. I started them um, 11 years ago and never dreamed they would take off like they did. Part of what, what led me into th- doing this, PowerShell, all the other stuff. But the thing is, it also helps your career because let's say you've got employers that, and you're wanting to look for a job. Well, you've got your resume. Obviously, you're going to give them, but you got a second resume right there. They can look at your blogs and see the work that you've been doing, and know your potential. And it's not like they have to, you know, test you as much as like somebody that they they're bringing in off the street. That they're just all they see is the resume. Yeah.
5: And the other thing that I told Wendy was, uh, you know, come back, Yep. come back and and be the 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 mentor to the others. Uh, you know, the next on ramp uh crew uh go to high schools go to middle schools you know do little uh talks over there like encourage like especially young girls right we want them you're the role model for that you know show them like hey you know i was working in this other field and i didn't care for it or whatever you know i i and this is how we joined it come on girls you know and you know that's how we're gonna get you know. And
0: It's so beautiful that you said that because yesterday there was a, a little talk, a panel of of Power shield, which is about women and their experiences in yes. technology. And um, sorry, did, did you yeah, see that yesterday? Ahead. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I was there. I was there. Yeah. That was a, a fan. Fantastic. Power shield, Yeah. Power shield. Yeah. P o
5: w e r s h e Exclamation! L l. Um, it was pretty witty uh, the, the the way they called it, but. Uh, there was a corporate vice president from Microsoft or Azure Core was here.
1: Yeah,
5: Aaron Chapel. Aaron Chapel. Uh-huh. Uh, Sydney. Um, Sydney Missy Smith. From, yes. Uh, Missy
0: Janusko was the um, moderator. Yeah, and
5: then April Edwards. Uh, yes. From from yep. the UK. Uh, really good discussions. And what I really liked about that was how raw and and right to the point someone like April was. I mean, she's just like just spoke her mind and said it like it is. And the, the one that actually really got me and I said, I hope people listen to that. The words that she said was when she was talking about someone else who was trying to, another another woman that was trying to get into the, the tech stuff and doing her thing, but then her husband wants us to, to still do housework. People forget about that. You know, there's this bias or there's this, you know, years of... <laughs> uh, menhood or whatever that we have established that women have to do the house stuff and then men go out and do all the cool things or whatever. And here she is, has a career trying to, you know, um, upgrade herself, but then yet again has to take care of the kids. And then yes, has to do the laundry and the dishes and the groceries. Come on now. How how do you expect them to, to, to gain up and succeed? It's impossible. So I'm glad she said that because that's something people don't think about.
1: Well, her official advice, which I think uh, she went she went hard in the paint with her official one, but then uh, she gave the advice she gave the person, which is uh, leave him. It, well, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 her her that's what she said she wanted to say the, the leave him, which I, you can't can't argue if someone wants that kind of a strongly slanted dynamic if they're not comfortable. I mean, everyone exactly has their, relationship exactly, their yeah. own their own deal. But the yeah. the advice she did give is encourage him to pick up some of the slack so you can spend that time to, to work on your skill set. Yeah,
5: and Erin Chapel spoke about that too. She she said how she and her husband figured out, they worked it out, the marriage and the house, the family is 50-50, right? You have to do 50% of the work to make it work. That was, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I think she mentioned uh, also one kind of key that she found was to get some hired help. Um, And for example, I think you said, get your housekeeper to come the day before trash day. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because my
4: wife, that's what my wife and I are doing now. Awesome. Getting a housekeeper. Day before trash day.
5: Yeah, yeah. So they can take out the trash and all that stuff. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah, just a little bit helps, right? Like, I mean, if you're always like spending the weekends cleaning the house and if you can afford it,
4: get a house cleaner, right? That eliminates. So, no, you know what the best thing is? What we're here for, automation. (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. no so what i'm
5: saying is like for me time is money right it's it's like yes i can mow my own lawn i can i can snowplow my own driveway and stuff like that right but if i have to mow my lawn every weekend if i have a big lawn which i do and it takes me four five hours to to mow my lawn you know that takes away from my family time that takes away time for me to go and do some fun things and 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 uh and errands and stuff like that, right? So now you're gone. So why not just, you know what, if you can afford it, pay someone to do that while you go take care of other things. Or use about, automation. There's no automation in lawn mowing. Oh, well, yes, there, there is. is. There is, yes, yes, with the robots,
4: yeah. The,
1: the, the... Yeah, Anymore, there's got to be some sort of Roomba equivalent of a lawn mower. There is. There, there is. is. There is? There We're is. Actually, my wife yes. and
4: I are actually buying one. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce it? Huskarana?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I think that... Uh, they make it. You should do a, an official review of that once you test it out a couple of times on your podcast so I can find out. I'll see, I'll see if I can make the sale. <laughs> yeah. I'll use it as a... I would page. love
4: to see if PowerShell can link. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, the way it works is that you create like... there's uh, uh, there's some uh, systems where you actually put like a... Hide a... Dig a wire. Wire. Under the ground and you create your boundary. Okay.
4: Yeah, they require Huskerana. On theirs, requires that you get one of their official uh, authorized personnel, and they come out and then they wire the yard and everything. And then it, so so you have a, a big yard. Like we have a ten thousand square foot backyard at our house, and uh, so and it's all fenced in, so it doesn't have to worry about it like going over on the neighbors. But um, but yeah, and then it'll just go out, and if it doesn't have enough power, it comes back. Redocks instantly, then uh, undocks and goes when it charges back. It's up. like
5: the vacuum cleaner, you know, the Roomba. It's yeah, the same concept. So
1: if it has an API, then basically you can get the config doc for that and it imports into that, and it will build a module with commandlets based on that. So you can. Oh, crescendo. Power- yeah. No. Well, no crescendo is for. Uh, command, line. command line tools it does the same thing oh that's right yeah this, this one is more if you have an api open you mm-hmm. it will build the that would be space fantastic on right, one second I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab that name real quick because it shouldn't talk about it if i can we even. wrote about it already so yeah. it's nice that <laughs> that's, that's we wrote about I, it about yeah. two
0: hours ago yeah oh. i
4: didn't know about that one that would be handy to to know
0: yeah anthony howell the at Yeah, the Poshwolf. yeah he talked about that today
1: Auto REST. Auto REST. Okay. Auto REST. Yeah, so if you, if you have an API, if you can just get the config, yeah. it will build the module. And there's some, it, from from the presentation we got in the session, it's it's complex. But if you want to spend the time there, you can build anything
0: that has an API. You can technically. It has an open API. Uh, open API. Like what we Standard mentioned here things. earlier, what Harshit
4: said, the uh, API uh, somebody wrote for uh, Tesla yeah.
0: with PowerShell. Oh, yeah, the, the API module for Tesla stuff. Yep. Yeah.
1: So I, I guess I just I hope it's open API because if you can get in there, you can just uh, start using PowerShell. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like mowing a smiley face. I know. <laughs> like my wife
4: says, sometimes she'll be like, it's just PowerShell everything from you. <laughs> well, that's you know, you brought up about, you know, the scripting
5: guy. And, and then his wife became the scripting wife. Right. And he introduced it to her. She wasn't even technical. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you're trying to do, I, I can't remember what it was, something really silly, like sending mailing, you know, Christmas cards or something like that. And he's like, oh, why, why are you doing it the long way? And, you know, uh, uh, let, me, uh, let me show you a PowerShell and grab the, you know, addresses or whatever, you know, and just started like showing her bits and pieces, bits and pieces. And then she just became a PowerShell guru herself. And uh, yeah. It's fun. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, often we talk about automating at the office, but I mean, you can remove the small noises from uh, home as well. Yeah. I'd actually probably need to start diving into that. Yeah. <laughs> so but small, small noises. I mean, something to walk the dog. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what else you got? What else you need? <laughs> well, no, I I would say, I mean, this has been fantastic. We pretty much awesome. spent the time with this. Uh, I think it's awesome that you guys are back and you're, you're once again going. Thank you. Like consistent You guys, the string of guests you had blew my mind. That was impressive. That's <laughs> that was awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, the, it's uh, pretty cool to see all the people you got to talk to. Uh, we, we got some our own guests that we were hoping to go live with soon, but this this whole event has been amazing and it's awesome that we got to meet meet another podcast and uh yes share notes i think we're all going to be stronger for it
5: <laughs>
4: yeah yeah we definitely had some notes to share here yeah. you know to help each other and yeah
5: and we can be stronger yeah yeah
0: exactly definitely the more the merrier yeah yep right, so um to chill. yeah where can wait we're not chilling yet we oh, need apologize. i think we should find out where we can find more from oh, yeah. our lovely guests <laughs> harjit where can we find you so i'm very
5: active on twitter um and my twitter handle is at h-o-o-r-g-e
4: and um and I'm on LinkedIn as well. And, and I do a little bit on Twitter. I'm not as big of a tr- Twitter person, but I mean, this I've done a good amount with it. Um, Mick underscore Pletcher, uh, P-L-E-T-C-H-E-R. Awesome. Many people get think of it as Fletcher. But, but it's
0: Pletcher. Fletcher.
4: Right. Wow. Okay. And then uh, I do do a lot on LinkedIn. You do do a lot. Yes. <laughs> 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 on LinkedIn. <laughs> and then uh, let's see what else I do Uh, Facebook um, awesome I do that Uh, especially the groups uh, the groups on Facebook yeah the power of the groups like the closed groups on
5: Facebook is what I use as well and uh, so there are some PowerShell groups in there there's some endpoint manager groups you name it and the conversations are contained and you know people come in to ask questions or share things stuff like that. I would love it if we
0: could connect afterwards and send me some of those. Cause sure, I, I would sure. love to get involved and the in the LinkedIn of groups. Yeah. The, the LinkedIn, LinkedIn groups as well. are, are big. Mm. I would love to hear about those. I'm in a couple, um, but I'm only, I don't think I'm in, I guess. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Ones.
5: So there's a lot of power in those things. Yes. A lot of, uh, awesome. cause
0: I can tell you right now. So
4: like um, um, if you just look at likes on your uh, post, we get way more likes when I post like these episodes to the groups in LinkedIn than I actually do out on my main page. Thank you so much for that advice. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's
0: good. Building the, the community stronger together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
4: And then uh, I have my blogs also, uh, Mix IT blogs. Dude, they don't need your... <laughs> they do. This is uh, self-promotion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all about. Yeah, exactly. Tell us about the consulting service you have as
1: well. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just do the consulting on the side oh, every right. now
4: and then. Only if I get uh, you know a solicitation call from a... Um... He, I always say he's my
5: full-time job. <laughs> Taking care of Mick is, is work It's a lot of work You guys have no idea what I put up with So please listen to our podcast Because it's a lot of work
0: Yeah, we did a, a, we did an interview on your podcast Where you asked us some questions So if you want to hear some cool stuff about Jordan and I And check out that conversation We did it on the PowerShell News podcast Awesome Awesome. Well, now is my time to shill.
1: Go. we got this. How many stars?
0: Yeah, this is going to be a five-star performance. Um, Okay. Hello, listeners. If you've been listening this long, and if you've enjoyed it just a little bit, could you please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice? Um, We were told to say this, but we appreciate you very much. Beloved listeners.
1: Where where can they reach us?
0: Uh, They can reach us at... PowerShell at pdq.com if you have feedback, questions, anything.
1: or If they just want to compliment the shill.
0: Yeah, just compliment the shill. Um, Wait, that means... (laughs) Yeah, I'm asking for compliments. Uh, So let's just end it there. This has been the PowerShell Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. Goodbye.
1: Thanks for listening to the PowerShell Podcast. PowerShell and Global DevOps Summit Edition. PowerShell After Dark.
0: PowerShell. The PowerShell Podcast is a production of PDQ.com.